Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book and animated series written and created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan, and today I am joined by Bill. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Bill. And TJ, how are you doing, man? Oh, hello. It's TJ. <laughs> we've got a we got a pretty fun episode planned here. We've got, we're talking all about Ryan Otley's run on Spider-Man. Um, I'm excited to talk all about the 20th anniversary announcements for Invincible. Um, and a few other housekeeping things, a bunch of emails. What's what, what's so funny, Bill? If if you got say 20th again. 20th. <laughs> <laughs> why because you can ryan doesn't feel good guys i have like, a little bit of like, a cold yeah we 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 did skip a month if, if you couldn't tell so, yeah like last i month, wasn't feeling well last month we planned on skipping because we we're like oh you know we got chroma so we're gonna skip you know our november episode mm-hmm. and then chroma was pushed back a couple of weeks and we're like oh then let's record our november episode and then bill like died and, and yeah. is, is a zombie now like you were your whole house got hit pretty hard it was bad man i'm just getting my hearing back in my right ear because i got a double ear infection and ruptured again it was it was bad it wasn't yeah. good so i really hope mm. that you don't go down that i guess it's really bad right now that the, what is it the r rsv i'm not sure but anybody that fire. has a, a, a teacher in your house in the house is it's just it's bound to happen yeah. at some point between you know katie being a teacher Liz, like, it's just happening, man. You just got to be prepared yeah. for it. And yeah. I loaded up. I knew it was coming. I loaded up on all the Zycam, all the, you know, vitamin C, all the stuff I could take to help, mm. you know, kick it early. So we'll see. And all, all, the, all the doctors, I mean, we went a lot. We were mm-hmm. in urgent care a lot. The Jeez. kids went to their pediatricians a lot. And they're like, yeah, we were, I mean, they were all expecting it because everyone had masks on, yeah. you know, for yeah. last year. So immunities were way down. But yeah. Yep, that's how so it is. So hopefully everybody's here. staying healthy out there, and uh, hope everybody had a, a nice holiday week uh, with Thanksgiving and everything. TJ, how are you yeah. doing, man? I'm doing. I'm doing. Uh, I haven't died. Uh, it's been, good. you know, it's it's been a decent month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Thanksgiving was okay. It was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. But it's uh, now uh, turning into the Christmas season, which that's is right. my favorite season. Mm-hmm. So excited yeah. about that. And this is our December episode, so this it's is. like. It's yeah, end of a Christmas episode, but it's not. Well, kind of. This is our talking. last episode of the year. Oh yeah. wow! Con- yeah. Well, well, congratulations! I think, right? Thank is you. That, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But <laughs> while, while we're on the holiday spirit, so uh, the kids and I we were watching Eight um, Bit Holiday. Oh yeah, or Katie 8, and I 8-bit just, Christmas. Yeah, 8-bit. literally just talked about that before I came in here to record and how we want yeah. to watch it. It's great. Have you ever seen it? Oh yeah, we love it. Okay, yeah, yeah it's it's great. And uh, there's a scene. There's a couple scenes where they're at the mall. And it's just like mayhem mm-hmm. at the mall. And I, and I and it's funny because we were watching it at my sister's house and my mom, my sister and Liz, my wife, were sitting at the kitchen table all with their phones out on Amazon. And I look at Riker. I'm like, Riker, do you see what they're doing right there at the kitchen table? That's what it was. That's what they we used to have to do is mm-hmm. go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And so on Sunday, we went to the gallery mall, which is like our really big mall in Buffalo. And it was like nothing dead. Yeah, it was like it was I mean, it was busy for what it is now, but it was still dead. And I, I wanted I wanted to go so we could like experience the holiday mall yeah, you know, yeah. season. And it was fun, but yeah, not what it used to be. We had, we just had a huge snowstorm here out our, our way. And uh, 
it was fun. The three of us got to go out, get a drink in downtown Buffalo and hang out a little bit for the first time since probably Chicago Comic-Con mm-hmm. that we got to do something like that. Had a had a really good time, but it was nice having that big dump of snow and, you know, Christmas decorations are up. So it is it is quite seasonal and I'm I'm enjoying it. So yeah. Yeah, dude. All right, so let's get into some housekeeping. Uh, if you want to email the show like a bunch of people did, we've got a few emails for this episode. Um, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us over on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, theinvinciblepodcast.com is our website where you can find all the episodes listed, contact information, um, reading order guide, all that kind of stuff. Um, we do have uh, uh, an... I, I put a poll together. It's not really a poll. It's more of a survey, actually, for the top Invincible covers. And I put it out there on Twitter, and I made a Reddit post, all this stuff. I want to try and get as many people to submit to this survey as possible so that we can do a, um, whether it's a whole episode or just a segment or part of an episode, you know, or separate video. Not sure yet, but we want to kind of talk about our favorite covers. And it'd be nice for the, there to be a section where it was like, you know, community voted covers. What are your favorite covers? And specifically covers. I know a couple of people in comments are saying, oh, I loved issue 50, mm-hmm. you know, with Cecil and all that. And I'm like, no, no, just the covers. Like, you can like the covers. And a lot of time, your attachment to the cover does have to do with the contents of the issue and what, you know, what that meant. But we're talking strictly the covers. Um, and, uh, you know, there's variants listed in there and everything. So anyways, that link is listed over on Twitter. I'll probably... Uh, tweet about it again and you know in the coming weeks or so um but it'll probably be you know january or so that we get to talk about those and you know do a nice video where we have our covers posted up there and we talk about which covers we share being in our favorites and everything but yeah so check that out um tj also recently did an unboxing video just earlier today as uh, as of this recording i'm recording a little earlier in the week then this will go live but Go check it out. It's over on our YouTube. It'll be the video probably right before this, um, or I'll put a little thing up right here if I remember um, that links you right to that video. So TJ, yeah, you did the Skybound Mystery Box for their CGCs. Yeah, yeah four different uh, CGC comics uh, come with it. There's one Walking Dead, one Invincible, and then two Randoms. And uh, yeah, go watch the video. I won't yeah. say what I got, but yeah, don't I was, spoil it. Yeah, I was so happy with what I got. So yeah, check out that video. I Very was, fitting for you, TJ. I thought yes, it was, I was really, really happy for you. And, and that yeah. was a good, uh, a good poll. Um, I will say they're all nine eights. That's like kind of the thing that they're all going to come CGC nine eight every now they're and all, then they're all at least nine eights. Exactly. At least. So one was actually a nine, nine in your video, but you didn't, you know, I just want to make a, a point to call that out. You didn't notice at the time of the video. So you did I was notice. so happy with I was so happy with the book itself. Yeah. And then I went on to the next one and I didn't realize that it was a 9.9 until after the video ended. Yeah. So that made it all the more better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to leave a comment. TJ knows that it was a 9.9. <laughs> <laughs> now but, he does. Now he does. But no, that was that was pretty cool. So and and like he says in the video, if you got a mystery box, you got some cool invincible covers or some other covers you want to share with us, you know, let us know in the comments of that video or tweet at us or whatever. One um, other thing. Yeah. That that uh, I did that I thought was pretty cool was um, my uh, uh, Ryan Otley uh, commission that I got. Um, I don't think we talked about this on the show, but I got it colored by. Oh my Nathan God. Fairbairn. Yes. So uh, we can put this up here. Uh, my, uh, my commission that I got my zombie commission of yeah. all the invincible characters. And then Nathan Fairbairn himself, invincible colorist himself 
colored it for me. Um, and it was, it turned out amazing. I, I love it so, so much. It's, it's so sick. It's the background of like everything that I own, all my computers and cell phones. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, if you're watching amazing. the video version of this episode, I'll, I'll put that up here as well. Um, what is that? That's, that's Koba trying to kill the cat. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, TJ, you need to get that printed somehow. We need to find a good printing company to get you a good printed version of that colored one. Hopefully Nathan Fairbairn, Nathan Fairbairn even sent me like tips on how to get it printed out and what paper to put it on and all this, like all like literally like terms that I've never heard of before. Yeah. Like it, he's like, you want this, this and this. And I'm that's like, he was Perfect. awesome. He's so, so, to, so cool. Yeah. To be fair. I mean, they're both really cool in their own way like the 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 otley original with just the red in it is is fucking amazing it's so good um but yeah fairbairn his color man i I remember it's been a while since i saw it but like i I specifically remember mark's bloodshot eye um and i was like oh man that's just it's so dope Mm -hmm, so yeah. yeah definitely check it out yeah it's good stuff um the adam eve and robot action figures are out they're out now you can find them on the skybound store probably your local comic shop or game store or um uh toy store whichever um or just over on diamond select toys you know they've been up for pre-order there for a while now you should be able to get them there uh and the monster girl we actually were able to they gave us the exclusive on listing that uh image the first reveal of monster girl being the next figure in the series after ellen the alien and duplicate of course um, so very excited for Monster Girl, especially that monster form version of her looks super cool. That's going to be oh great, especially next to Robot. Can't wait for that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Adam, Eve and Robot are out now. Um, as soon as all three of us are healthy enough to be in the same room, we will do an unboxing video soon, hopefully, and get that up on our um, YouTube page as well. And uh, Diamond Select Toys was kind enough to send us a few extra. So we are going to do some giveaways. Um, Ooh, maybe, yeah. maybe around uh, Invincible Anniversary time. That's a good idea, too. We got to talk about the giveaways and uh, how we're how we're going to do those, because we could probably do more than one with these. Um, and yeah, so keep an eye out there. Check out the YouTube video. And of course, you know, go go get your figures. Um, with, with this being the last uh, one of the year, mm-hmm. our last uh our last episode of the year. I'm sure we'll talk about it at the beginning of January, but keep an eye out for us in January. Cause we're still kind of, you know, putting a plan together for some special things that we're going to do for invincible's anniversary, like mid January, but we've oh, got yeah. some things in the works. Oh yeah. So and keep an eye does out. too, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. First, we have an email. Uh, Bill, can you mm-hmm. take this one from Judd? Yes, I can. Hi guys. Long time listener, fourth time writer. Last episode, you were asked what Invincible covers you'd like to see zombified. My favorite, and he spelled favorite with a U because he's Canadian. Mm. <laughs> or he's like European or he could be anywhere. No, he, no he he's, signs, he's, he's signed judge it. from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite Invincible cover has always been 107. Amanda, Monster Girl, facing their son, uh, Monax, who is restrained heavily in metal. Uh, I honestly think this is my favorite, again with a U, cover of any comic, uh, not just Invincible. Years ago, I reached out to Ryan Otley to ask if the original art for that cover had been sold yet, and he told me he was hanging on to it for the time Mm. being. I talked to Felix a year or so later, and he uh, he told me that that it would be coming up for sale soon enough. 
Um, but they wanted to sell all of 107 pages as a wow. set. Wow. Uh, rather than splitting them up. Eventually, he uh, the set did go up for sale, but there was no way I could afford 32 pages of original art, unless your name is TJ. And a cover. And a cover. Uh, wow. And someone luckier than me nabbed the art pages up right away. Uh, the annoying thing is the story... The, the annoying thing to this story is the buyer was obviously just a reseller, as I've seen this set sold on auction sites a couple times since uh, for folks with even deeper pockets than it had originally gone for. So the buyer was not a fan, just someone looking to make a buck. Unfortunately, mm. that happens a lot yeah. with original art, no matter where you go. Uh, anyway, back to zombie fun. This cover will, would look amazing with zombie Monax chomping and and spitting, trying to bite Amanda, who is not a zombie, uh, kneeling as she already is on that cover, just out of reach of Monax's nasty zombie teeth. She would be crying and holding a weapon, knowing she has to put her son <laughs> Monax down. Classic zombie tragedy. Uh, and dot, 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 Steve is powerplex from the show. You really don't think so? No. I think they could no. turn it into it. No. Uh, no. Love... Judd from Canada. Thanks, Judd. Such a great cover. You know, I mean, it is a good cover. As, good, issue. good issue. As I'm sure mm-hmm. we've talked about, you know, if you've listened to our episodes and for years, the Amanda robot Monax whole family drama relationship stuff is one, some of my favorite parts of Invincible. So, yeah, great cover. That's a good idea for a, a zombified cover as well. God, such a fun idea. That's because yeah. she's a man when she's Monster Girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and when I remember when they had a kid, you're just like, oh my God, that's yeah. such a smart, it's so freaking smart. Yep. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, so obviously we talk about it. We've been meaning to, we just haven't found the time. I'm sorry. We do need to watch the final two episodes and do our watch along for the final two episodes of Invincible. But we were talking about it the other night when we were out. And so I put on episode one the other day while I was at work and just kind of listened slash half watched. And man, it's so fun to rewatch that because it, it's like I watch it every four to five months and it's mm-hmm. just long enough for it to be like, man, this is this is good. <laughs> so it's been it's been a while since I've watched it. I'm definitely going to watch it again. I was when I was at the mall, I was wearing this hoodie mm-hmm. and someone. No random, way. I was I was in FYE. So it was very much which doesn't sell music or movies anymore. Like they sell stuff. Is it just Funko Pops? Yeah, like pretty like, much. Funko Pops and, and like, it's like weird candies, like like yeah, like um, like Rick and Morty candy and like things like yeah. that, like reptile. Yeah, they're, they're like a they're like a Spencer's gifts, but oh, yeah, yeah, kind of more mainstream. But anyways, he was like nice hoodie, and I was like oh yeah, cool. But I I didn't really stop to talk about it. But it's you forget, you know what I mean, that yep. the show's out there and and people watch it. Yeah, huh? Very cool. But all right, let's go on to our news segment of the episode. Here we've got. Uh, exciting news off the top right away. I mentioned it earlier. Chroma is out. Um, TJ, can you take this? Sure. Uh, Chroma is out. So go get yeah. it. One. Cro- no, Chroma uh, is by Lorenzo De Felici, who was the artist of Oblivion Song, which he he just did the art of Oblivion Song and Robert Kirkman wrote it. But Chroma is uh, it is created by Lorenzo De Felici. It's written and it is illustrated by him. And it's honestly, it really is incredible. It is it's one of the best. Only the first issue was out so far, but it's one of the best single issues I have ever read. And we loved it so much in Skybound X that we started our own uh, an old our own side uh, podcast uh, called Chromacast. So 
check us out over there. Um, you can email us at uh, chromacastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at chromacast. Um, we, our first episode is out as the first issue is out. So read the issue, watch our first episode. Uh, and follow us over there. Yeah, there. and and it's and it's nice. It's a big chunk too. It's an oversized issue. It's seven ninety nine. Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid of the price point. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it, especially the size of the comic, and you will not be disappointed. And then yeah, absolutely come and and listen to the podcast as we break it down. Yeah, we had a great time with so Wyatt. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wyatt Lane is on with us uh, as well yep. as our fourth chair. So that's right. It's who does all the good music one. for this show, one. that show, uh, Oblivion song, all that. But yeah, we had a great time. All right. Now some now some big news. Possibly the biggest invincible news of 2022. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It, it might be, though. Um, I just sent you both the link if you want to follow along. There's some images and, and everything that I'll, I'll, I'll post as we, uh, as we talk about it over on the video version of this episode. Fun. Comicbook.com got the exclusive. Skybound announces massive plans for Invincible's 20th anniversary. So this was uh, back on October 11th, which seems like quite a while ago. But again, we skipped our November episode. So here we are talking about it. 2023 marks the 20th anniversary of Invincible and Skybound has a year long celebration in store for fans. The groundbreaking comic series from Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker and Ryan Otley is one of the most successful new superhero franchises of the century and recently became a hit adult animated series for Prime Video that's ramping up for season two. Uh, it talks about the creation of the, the series, 144 issues, a uh, year filled uh, with celebrations and new releases for its 20th, 20th anniversary. So here we go. Comicbook.com can exclusively reveal plans for the Invincible 20th anniversary. 2023 will see the release of an Invincible 1 facsimile edition reprint. What's do you guys want? Do you guys want to talk about each of these things as we go? Or do you want me to go yeah. down and then go back? Well, how no, about you talk about each one? You, What's a facsimile? TJ, you disagree. <laughs> I think you should read read the entire paragraph and then we'll go back one by one. Can someone someone needs to tell me what a facsimile, facsimile is? Facsimile, I, I had to look it up, Bill. It's basically a one for one copy. So it is gonna they're okay. going to reprint Invincible issue one as it was. I think that means all the material that was in it, or the pinup, cool. whatever, is exactly cool. the same. And if I'm wrong, correct me. You know, shoot us an email. But I'm pretty sure that's what that that means. Um. All right, the rest I will, I'm just going to list them. Uh, Invincible number one facsimile edition reprint, the Invincible Undelex one one-shot, the Invincible Compendium volume one hardcover, Invincible volume one new edition, Invincible Universe Compendium, along with Sick. apparel, collectibles, tabletop games, video games, video games. and more. And now I'm going to just like, I know, I know, I know, go over those like they're not fucking huge deals. Come on. So, all right, I'm going to read the rest of this just because there's some good stuff here. Uh, wow, 20 years. I can't believe it, said Robert Kirkman. Invincible is something that Corey, Ryan, and I have devoted a large portion of our lives to. Now that it's being discovered by an infinitely larger audience, it's really great to see it li- live in so many different forms. It's so gratifying to know that people will be falling in love with Invincible for years to come. Um, Corey Walker says, I'm not one to usually get excited, but 2023 is going to be the biggest year for Invincible yet, with so many crazy and unexpected things on the way. I'd say Invincible fans should get ready, but there's really nothing you can do to prepare for all the awesome that's coming. 
And then Ryan Otley, Invincible is turning 20. Happy birthday, Marcus Sebastian Grayson. I'm so happy to see so many new viewers and readers jump in and experience our series for the first time, and I can't wait for everyone to see what's next. Um, yeah, and then here we go. We can go down the list here, and then we'll talk about these things as we go. Invincible number one, facsimile. Um, and Invincible Undelex number one will be available at comic book shops and digital platforms on Wednesday, January 25th. Um, so, and then we've got the cover for the facsimile edition. Looks like it did. Obviously, they added the Skybound logo, which was not a thing at the mm-hmm. time. But the the rest of the cover looks exactly the same. And then we've got the Undelux. So, um, oh yeah, here it says about the facsimile. It returns with an all-new facsimile edition, reprinting the highly sought-after first issue to give fans one more chance to own it. Yep. Uh, Invincible Undelux 1, one shot, follows Mark Grayson's journey again from the very beginning, but this time in black and white. This Undelux version will feature a memorable array of variant covers, as well as an installment of The Cutting Room Floor, featuring Robert Kirkman's original handwritten plot and commentary. So, I've talked about it for a little while now, towards the end of the episode, when we talk about other stuff that we're reading and everything, but Walking Dead Deluxe is amazing. It's amazing. So, it's the colored version of Walking Dead. They've been releasing it bi-weekly, um... And in the back of each issue is the cutting room floor, which is Robert Kirkman's handwritten notes about the issue, like when he was plotting it out early on, and then him commenting on those notes being like, ha, I can't spell. And just like goofing off and talking about, you know, why he came up with these story points and where they were leading and where they ended up going. Um, Super insightful, really interesting stuff. And I've always wanted something like that for Invincible. So, So the Walking Dead Deluxe. Mm-hmm. It went from it went from no color to color. This is the invincible undelux. Yeah, but it's it's and it's got all the same stuff in the in the in the back of the issue, all the hand handwritten stuff like you're talking about. But this is just a one shot. Yeah, they make what it are the very clear to say one shot, and it's not deluxe. It's not invincible deluxe. This is not the same thing as Walking mm-hmm. Dead. I think that they're, they're making that pretty clear. I think it's incredibly unlikely. I do not think we are getting that same treatment for invincible which is a, it's a I bummer think, i i think that would have been really awesome there's plenty of stuff that's coming though like yes exactly that, we're, i mean we they're going they're going all in oh with yeah so many different this things. isn't us complaining this is just like right. no but you're right tj that is the first thing speculating I of, yeah was like oh sure. what if it kept going but i really don't think it would um i don't this, either and i'm really excited to move on because these next covers, so the Compendium one is, the cover is awesome. So yeah, Invincible but, Compendium one hardcover. So we got a new version of the hardcover for the Compendiums. Because the Compendiums previously, the hardcovers were really expensive. Weren't they like mm-hmm. San Diego Comic Con or something? Like they they have the small square image on it and yeah. I don't I don't have yeah. them. Um, but they're really hard to get and expensive. So I'm assuming this is going to be a three you can find, but the first one is very difficult to find. Really? Is that, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to reprint two and three as well, but right now they're just talking about and revealing one. So Invincible Compendium Volume 1 hardcover, brand new hardcover, collecting issues 0 through 47 of the popular superhero comic, exclusive to comic shops in honor of their support from day one for Mark Grayson, Omni-Man, and all your favorite characters in the Invincible universe. So yeah, great cover, new Ryan Otley artwork, sweet. Volume 1. covers. These are fucking awesome. This is the one that I'm most looking forward to because I've always been a trade paper pack 
kind of collector. That's mm-hmm. that's always what I've always gone for. And when I first started collecting Invincible, that's what I that's how I read it, and that's mm-hmm. how I continued to collect it. So I don't own any of the the original hardcovers. These look so cool they're that so I'm getting all of these. I'm getting guys. All of these. They're yeah. covers. It's Corey they're, Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's Corey Walker, but it's it's the animation, the animated show, obviously, and and we talk about it a lot. And if you guys are listening, if you skip around, like Corey Walker did all of the art, uh, the still, like photos, anything that was like the a character still designs, photo, character designs. But but if there's oh, like yeah. a picture of Mark in the background or like his family, like there's pictures that like Nolan picks Something up and on the phone. Corey Walker did those. Like that's his art. So this is so awesome. This is like. And just an updated version of Corey's original art, which is so cool because, like, look at – look. I mean, he did the, he did this, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible. Like, no, I don't know how I can make it look better. But, yeah, issue one. Yeah, so he did issue one and then these the volume These are so one. clean looking. I yeah. love it. The design on oh, these is God. awesome. The, the, love, I, the, the thing that makes it pop is the full color background. Yeah. It makes it look so cool. And the fact that they're, that they're both different colors, and I'm assuming – going forward they would all be different colors and different characters like mm-hmm. it's so good yeah so summer this will be released in summer summer of 2023 fans will discover invincible volume one new edition collecting the invincible comic book series from the very beginning in an all-new six by nine graphic novel format with stunning new covers from cory walker and dave mckaig um now i have not um and it's interesting that they only mentioned one is, is summer 2023 also volume two. Um, but I have not measured out what the previous ones are. I know um, Mara over on Twitter mentioned it uh, or called it manga cover or manga size. So like what size are six by nine? You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to have to measure that out because I don't know if that's the standard trade mm. cover. So it might be I wonder a, if it's like the size of the um, Super Dinosaur books, because I feel like those are a little bit smaller. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Mm. But yeah, so be aware that that might be a different size as well, which is still really yep. interesting. Yeah. This other one, this I Invincible Universe Compendium, this. is so sick. So discover more of this exciting world with the Invincible Universe Compendium. Collecting Invincible Presents Adam, Eve 1 and 2, Invincible Presents Adam, Eve, and Rexplode 1 through 3, Guarding the Globe, Volume 1. One through six, Guarding the Globe, Volume Two, One through Six, and Invincible Universe One through Twelve, in an all-new format. This is your chance to go beyond the adventures of Invincible and Omni Man to learn about your favorite or soon-to-be favorite superheroes in a single edition. Guys, this, this is the one that how, you need to get. Like, how often do we talk Best about Tiger? This? Let's go. We talk let's, about it. We talk about it all the time about how they need, needed to do this, and they heard us. Yeah, they put this it. in a collection. That's that's huge. This is so great. I love this. It's, it's all so good, guys. It's all so good. Yep. Like I, I remember when we finished Invincible and then I went and read it for the first time. It it revitalized me. It, like got me excited about Invincible again. And to have it all in one spot, mm-hmm. how fucking exciting is yeah. that? Yeah. How exciting. Really cool. I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see the cover. Yeah, and we just and we just they, they, I mean, that's all the information that we have. They didn't nope. talk about the tabletop games or the video yeah, game. Yeah, no date on the uh, Invincible Universe Compendium. That's probably going to be l- later half of next year. You know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so apart from all of those things, they also say, along with apparel, collectibles, tabletop games, video games, and more. So that right there, what do you guys have to say? What do you think and more could be? 
Invincible branded rollerblades? They'll probably be... I'd buy them. <laughs> I mean, there's apparel collectibles. That covers pretty much everything else. Mm-hmm. More could probably just be like featurettes, videos, interviews, um, that kind of stuff. Um, hopefully, hopefully some meetups or something like that in San Diego. Um, that kind of stuff is what I think and more means. Yeah. Maybe they'll announce the, uh, the hard copy of the show. Oh, that'd be so great. I really hope they do that. Like an actual Blu-ray. I know. I think they will. I I think they will. I think if they did like a collect, I want a Mondo vinyl. Dude, if they made like, if they made it like a collection, like a collector's edition, like a hundred dollars for the first season, like something ridiculously expensive Mm -hmm. that I, I, people would still buy it yeah. and like that would be worth it. They you did know? something recently we, and we talked about it. Was it the boys? I think it was the boys season one got released on Blu-ray, you know? Yeah. So there's a precedent for this. Yeah. At least I think so. happened. But, uh, I, all right. So the, video games, tabletop games. I, I know this might seem like a weird statement. I am more excited for tabletop games than video games only because I know video games is, you know, it's going to be the thing where I have my expectations in check. I hope it's something that's very, you know, ground up made for invincible. And it's either something story driven or fight driven. I have, I, I have higher expectations for that. I think, but tabletop, I mean, I'm almost a bigger fan of tabletop games these days than I am video games. Video games, I'm very yeah. particular about what video games I play. Mm-hmm. I don't play a lot of them. And when I do, I, I, I'm very picky about which ones I play. And that's just what it is. But tabletop, just, I've got a, I think, a mountain of tabletop games and I can't right. wait for something like that that's infinitely you replayable. I, you uh, and I play a lot of tabletop games. Um, I agree. And I, the reason why I'm kind of going off of what you're saying, the reason why I'm looking forward to tabletop more is because I'm not expecting like I, a lot of people went nuts on online was like open freaking world. out about it. And yeah, like open world. Oh, it's going to be oh, what 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 team is going to pick it up? Is it going to be like Bethesda or like I don't I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting like to get an invincible package in Fortnite. Dude, something exactly, like that. Exactly. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Yeah. So something like that. Like, so I think if, I, if he if it if it's just a Fortnite drop or a DLC or something, then they covered video games. That's yes, checkmark. Exactly. So and I'm that's not what I'm putting my expectations out there that it is going to be an invincible game. If it is, right. we'll play the shit out of it. Can't wait. It could be a mobile game. Like, we don't really know yet. But tabletop, regardless, like, imagine, that is imagine going to be... Playing, imagine playing an invincible mm-hmm. tabletop game that was made to be invincible. Like, we've played invincible games, and we've tried to, like, oh, we've turn made this into own. that. Yeah. But... It's it's it with invincible dynamics and invincible like storylines like, come on! I, can't I hope wait. They, I hope that they pull from everything like, and I hope they make it really unique and yeah. involve like the sequids and and like Good teleportation uh, and you know what I mean backwards. like with Angstrom Levy and and dimensions have, like they can make it really interesting. I've probably got three or four notes on my phone of just ideas of invincible tabletop games i've gone over this before of all the different mm-hmm. types of things you could do with an invincible board game uh i i can't wait i hope i mean even if it's a simple quick card game we're gonna have a blast playing it you know bringing it to conventions playing it on the podcast but then if it's a big tabletop game where we're getting miniatures we're getting like actual gameplay and board play and like we're gonna be doing videos on that and we're gonna get really in depth onto that oh my god can you imagine i can't wait mm-hmm. that's super exciting but yeah otherwise video games expectations in check 
I'll I'll play the shit out of a uh, 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 you know microtransaction heavy mobile game. I don't care. I mean, it's you know. Yeah, it could we, be like it could be like the Marvel card game that just dude, that's, that's like yeah. came out. Like it Anything. could be something. It could be something like that. Yeah. Or if you were to go through our library of episodes that we've done over the past seven years or coming up on seven years, you could probably find probably three or four episodes where we go in depth of talking about what we want out of a video game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's out there. And, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's everything. Uh, we all want something different. Telltale is back. I mean, they're, they're releasing, uh, Wolf, Wolf Among Us, uh, two. Mm-hmm. So it's like making a resurgence hopefully. And I, and I feel like it could be something like that. You know, we talk about, yeah. um, I think, no. like we've talked about before, I think Telltale would make the most sense when it would be involving an alternate dimension, Invincible, or a, a, a version of Invincible in which you get to make those decisions. So I don't mm-hmm. think that would happen until the animated series has revealed that that is a thing in Invincible. Which well, I, mean, I don't think a video game would come out. True. True. I, I think right. I think if a video game were to come out, it would come out around the same time season two drops or after. Oh, oh no, at least. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, I guess that's right. You know, mm-hmm. even if we were getting into alternate dimension stuff, if Angstrom's coming up soon, then yeah, maybe that is a thing. Yeah. I so. mean, the bat, the Batman came out and mm-hmm. from Telltale and it didn't completely change the lineage of, of, of Batman. It could be a Telltale game. That's just like yeah, a but, side thing that, that yeah, Invincible is doing or going a through. A Batman story coming out. I think the general public know that, Hey, this is a Batman story, but then all of a sudden, Invincible is this big thing, and then an Invincible thing comes out, and it's all about changing the story and it being a different story. I think that's that might be a little jarring. No, I don't, I don't. I don't think it would follow the story. I think it would be like the Batman was a side story of of Batman. Oh, this yeah. would be a side story of Invincible. Yeah, something completely like it would start out like, "Hey, I'm Invincible. This happened. This happened. This happened. Now let's go on that a whole was, okay, side. Okay, I could see that side thing. It, yeah. almost, almost like a thing that this takes place between season two and three, but it doesn't really, you know, it can. Yeah, but it just kind of. It, I like that. So, what is Skybound's affiliation with the Callisto Protocol? Because when it was announced, I think they are. They, are they still affiliated think, with it? I think they are. Kirkman. Pub, I think they are publishing it. Publishing it. Yes, and Robert Kirkman was a part of it. As did, well, did he well, do some writing on his it? company? No, he uh, just. I remember there was an interview with him talking about Skybound, um, like and their partnership or something like that. But I don't really, I didn't really look into it enough. I'm pretty sure they're they're just a a, a publisher. Okay, so I mean they're make they're obviously making connections with big studios, mm-hmm. and I mean we we could get like a triple A kind of title that's true we could our partnership with striking distance um yeah not sure about that but i think it's publishing because that's what they do with like slime rancher and um a few other games that they they help publish Mm -hmm. so yeah um and obviously there's the walking dead vr games it does say that kirkman is actively working on it interesting really Hmm. yeah but it doesn't say specifically that he was writing it or anything so i don't know no yeah, I think we would know if he was writing. Yeah, no, he definitely didn't. Um, so the last thing with this 20th anniversary announcement was that over on Twitter, the official Invincible Twitter account, Invincible HQ, tweeted out each of these things, each of these announcements as a separate tweet, just like we've gone over them. But then the last thing they said was, and finally, in January, 
there will be a, and then it says redacted by Cecil Stedman of the Global Defense Agency. Mm. What do you guys think there will be in January? Hmm. So I think the most common response to that is on trailer Twitter for was season two. Trailer for season two. Do you think so? I could see it Do being. You think a, so? I could see it maybe like being a, a, like, a teaser, like maybe a super do like a thirty-five like, second. Thirty-five seconds, I think, is even long. I think either oh. a very quick teaser, but I think it's more likely to be teaser slash casting announcement. Because no, you gotta think, yeah, you gotta maybe. think that last time it was about a year or so before getting all those casting announcements, if not more, before season one came out. Of course, the release mm-hmm. of season one was a little choppy because of COVID, but. I think we're getting close to the point in which we can start getting cast announcements and actors and start building the buzz, especially around the time of the 20th anniversary. There's got to be connection to the show. It could be both, Ryan. It could could be, be. it could, it could be, Hey, guess what? Here's a trailer with some casting news as well. I just feel like the show is still not close that close yet. I, I feel like they, they just finished their well, I mean, they they probably finished up voicing, but how long animation takes after the voices, like I mean, we uh, all agree, do we, we all agree, agree season two next is year. next year. Yeah. So they have to have right? something done, TJ. And they and it's not like they could they could have like a no, team Bill, just Bill, working Bill, Bill, on the trailer. On. Do you, are you saying that it's coming out March? No, we, we know this. I think we're all saying so, between summer and fall. Yeah, I, I'm fall. thinking fall. Mm-hmm. So if they were to release a trailer nine months ahead of, ahead of time, like I just don't see that as happening. That's yeah, it's early. So if you agree that it, we all agree it's coming out next year, but that doesn't mean like they're going to drop a trailer think, on New I Year's think Day. We talk about this all the time, TJ. <laughs> you're you're always a pessimist, and when you put that negative energy out there, you're never going to get anything good. So can you just can we all agree <laughs> that it's going to be the fucking trailer? It's going to be fifteen seconds long, just a title card, just just like. We'll just we'll like see. some, oh, season TJ, two is think, coming for... TJ, what do you think would happen first? Casting announcements or a trailer? Or a teaser trailer? Casting announcements. He's a pessimist, dude. You, no, what I... What do you I, think, Bill? Predict it. You I'm, predict I'm it agreeing. right now. I think, I think it'd Which be, is coming first. I think it'd be weird to get first. a teaser trailer tell you, tell before. Tell you what, Ryan, to answer your question, I think casting announcements are going to come first. That is my prediction. Go ahead, Bill. Be Don't be a pessimist. And make your position uh, prediction, and then we'll see who's right. I think right, we're gonna get. Wrong. I think I think we're gonna get. I think they're gonna just a sneak peek of the show. I think <laughs> we're gonna get a full a length trailer. Scene. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. your prediction. Now we'll see who's right and who's wrong. Yeah, oh my god. That's my prediction. On, I'm, I'm saying it's a mix of both. I'm saying there's just gonna be a quick, even if it's just Invincible flying by something season two, Invincible coming soon, featuring boom, boom, boom. These that's, what actors. I, that's what I said. It, it could be it. both. It could be they it, could. It they could even could make be a, a trailer it, for it, a casting. I was gonna say it could even be yeah, footage that, I, that isn't sure. in the show. That would count as a teaser trailer, TJ. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. What? I think that would count as a teaser. Just the title and 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 a, a quick shot of something. You're saying that that would count as the first trailer? No. Or Invincible season two? No, it would count as the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Not for movies do that stuff. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. not it's not. No, we'll see. We'll see. Casting. Casting is all we get. Casting with a visual aid. (laughs) That would be classified as a teaser. Yeah, it's not a (laughs) teaser trailer. We've got uh, we've got a couple of uh, listeners that wrote in with their thoughts on all these announcements. Bill, can you take the first one? 
Yeah, I'll take uh, one from Owen Seiler. Uh, hello again, members of the Invincible podcast. At the time of me writing this email, Skybound has just unveiled some of their plans for Invincible's 20th anniversary next year. Crazy, this book is almost 20 years old. I also I also saw that Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley won the co-creator catalog for the uh for the month, even though I personally wanted to see Irredeemable Ant-Man. Oh, and I, oh, and hashtag Never Destroyer, sorry, Bill, especially. So he's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should stop reading this now that I know that. <laughs> so for this email, I have two questions. One, if you could see one piece of Invincible media, uh, comics, TV, action figures, etc., that has yet to be to have been announced um, for the 20th anniversary plans, what would you most want to see? Personally, I'm uh, hoping for an update on the Battle Beast mini that Kirkman and Otley are doing. Um, if we got a trailer for season two, that would be okay too. Did I skip number two? No. Two questions. One. Oh. Um, question. I have two questions. Oh no, that's in in the next part. Oh, he, okay. He he has he has a second part to this email, but that we're going to read later. Late, read later. Gotcha. Um, yeah. We didn't even talk about like all the things we are hoping for next year regarding the show and the 20th anniversary. If we're also getting more Battle Beast, can you imagine if we also like we're going to we're going to be so busy. There's going to be mm-hmm. so much stuff. But maybe it's just the announcement of that and that that isn't out yet cuz we know Ryan's still hard at work on Hulk. So it's probably yeah. a while before we get any more new new Battle Beast. Yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think hmm. It's coming back until February, right? The next uh, Otley's Hulk. I'm not sure. Did that come out? Well, eleven. Yeah, so yeah. eleven. Eleven comes out this month. I think it's soon, right? Twelve comes February out in January, and then thirteen is when Otley is back in February, or when it releases, I think. Or I could be, I could be a month behind. Yeah. Do you guys think that that's going to affect Battle Beast at all? Because Otley writing Hulk more than he was supposed to. I, I, I think, think that, it, I think it was kind of a surprise. I, like, I think I there think. is no Battle Beast. They there's nothing confirmed. They left it open ended and like to be continued question mark. Like I think yeah, he it's is, probably going to be like Science Dog, where they might bring 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 him back at like issue twenty five of of Fire Power or something like that. And, and I don't think, think there's passes. any hard schedule on the books. I think he finishes Hulk, and then if if that's the next thing, then hopefully mm-hmm. Battle Beast. So that means it's probably going to be fall. We'll see. That's more pessimistic <laughs> thoughts going out there, man. I, I just really don't like it. I have to like say like March. Maybe that could like be this. March. Could that? It's impossible. It's it's. Give us just give us the tabletop game in in the first half of the year. That way we have plenty of stuff to do. I would like a big thing early. To be like uh, yeah, a big thing that could like not just like you know casting news or something super small like that or a tabletop. You just don't want all the coming. You I want, want there to be something to do. Can you imagine Invincible. if there is a Battle Beast ongoing comic, a board game, a video game, and the show happening all within the same week? Like, if all those no, things are relatively say, new within the same week, we're gonna we're we're gonna die. <laughs> no, you you say I'm pessimistic. I say you're selfish. We just got a whole ton of news, a whole ton of news. And news is more. news. I and no, I, I don't want more. I don't want news. I want stuff. Wow. 
Skybound's not doing enough for Bill. They better do more. I mean, I keep, can, him, I, keep I, Bill I, happy. I could give you news all day. Like, oh, I'm uh, tomorrow. I'm going to eat a sandwich, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually going to eat a sandwich right now. I want the sandwich. I want. I don't want news. <laughs> that I'm going to eat a sandwich. You're calling I their bluff. The so we're not just going to get really cool hardcovers or anything. You want in your hand right now to prove it? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you see this, Sean Makowitz? Do you see this? <laughs> <laughs> all right. DJ, can you take the next one? Oh, all right. Uh, Matthew Novak writes in and says, my favorite announcement from the Invincible 20th anniversary is the Invincible Universe Compendium. Uh, I have the Invincible Compendiums already, so having one big book with all the spinoffs is perfect. Agreed. And it was needed. Can't Agreed. Wait. So it was cool. needed. Yeah. And then uh, we've got another one here from Jack. Hi, guys. I've been listening since January after reading the whole comic run because of the show. Even though I do adore the comics, I realized it feels like it kind of just ends. So the 20th anniversary stuff, I'm very excited overall for it. And I think I remember seeing news on an Invincible game, which if that's true, would be great. And I would love to see how it would play. I do partially hope it gets a few more issues just to wrap up the stuff with Angstrom Levy's kid, but overall really excited to see what the 20th anniversary brings. Also a bit off topic, but I've been reading more of Kirkman's stuff and was seeing what you guys would think would be the best to start with after I've finished the stuff I'm reading at the moment. Uh, um, that being Oblivion Song and The Walking Dead. So Kirkman, other than Invincible, Oblivion Song and Walking Dead. Destroyer. <laughs> the 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 very clear answer is if you if you've read yeah. Invincible, our favorite side side character side IP is the astounding Wolfman. Yeah, it's so damn good. It's only twenty five issues and it's a complete story from beginning to end and it's amazing. It's it's like hardcore, crazy action and it's super emotional. Um, Jason Howard is great. And oh, seeing yeah, his growth yeah. as an artist is amazing uh, as well. Yeah, uh, it's, and it's, it's very answer. it's very easy to read too, because mm. um, it's its own little self-contained thing. But it feels very this is in the Invincible Universe, yeah. so it kind of scratches that itch too. So yeah, hands down. And also Tech Jacket, like um, Tech Jacket is cool. Tech Tech Jacket's great. Kirkman's run on it is awesome. Even the continued, um, like the like the newer Tech Jacket stuff is very cosmic and and really out there, crazy wild. Um, so you should read that too. But yeah, yeah absolutely, Wolfman. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, agreed. So now time for our main topic. We're continuing co-creator catalog where we talk about, um, where we look look at one of the other projects that the co-creators of Invincible worked on, uh, whether it's one or two of them together on a project. This one um, is The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, in which Ryan Otley signed up for right after the run of Invincible ended and he is doing this with, um, and, and well, he is, you know, inked by Cliff Rathburn who also worked on Invincible with him as his inker. So there's some familiar looks, uh, in this and, um, yeah. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about this. I got some, uh, some like whatever you call it, fun facts at the beginning here. Uh, this came out in 2018. In March 2018, it was announced that writer Nick Spencer would be writing the main semi-monthly The Amazing Spider-Man series, beginning with a new number one, replacing the longtime writer Dan Slott as part of the Fresh Start relaunch that July. 
The first five-issue arc was titled Back to Basics. During the Back to Basics story, Kindred, a mysterious villain with some relation to Peter's past, was introduced, and Peter resumed his romantic relationship with Mary Jane once more. The first major story arc under under Spencer was Hunted, which ran through issues 16 through 23. The story also included four .hu issues uh, for issues 16, 18, 19, and 20. The end of the story saw... Uh, the death of a longtime Spider-Man villain being replaced by their son. Uh, and in this, Ryan Otley worked on... So this this run was over 50 issues, I want to say. Um, actually, much more than 50 issues, uh, the Nick Spencer run. But Ryan Otley worked on the free comic book day reveal of this new run, as well as the issue 1 through 5, 11 through 13, 16... 23, 24, 25, 28, 30 and 31, 37, 41, 42, 43, and 49. So he did 21 issues uh, in the first, like, roughly 50-issue run. Um, Plus, he did some additional cover work for issues that he didn't do the interiors for. Um, Ryan Otley said um, early on in an interview, I decided to jump off... I'm sorry, when he ended... Spider-Man. He said, I decided to jump off of Amazing Spider-Man. It just comes down to me simply wanting to work on other projects. Amazing Spider-Man was my first comic book I ever bought as a kid. It was what I thought was the best superhero ever made. So I always wanted to fulfill that fantasy to be the Amazing Spider-Man artist one day, said Otley, who had nothing but nice words about his experience. And now, with around two years on The Amazing Spider-Man and 20 issues under my belt, I feel like I've gotten my fill and I want to have other projects to work on, other characters I'd like to play with. So, do you guys uh, remember when this was announced? Mm -hmm. What was your initial impressions? I think I was Um, just, all of us were just so happy for for Otley because he always talked about how much he loved Spider-Man and uh, to, because... we were so close to Invincible that we, I always felt like we were, you know, not close to Otley, but close to Otley, you know, just like a, as fans. Um, and to see him kind of fulfill his dream was like really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was he always really talked about that McFar- McFarlane poster of Spider-Man on his wall growing up. And like, this is just one of those things that like he did it. He got like, yeah, of course, it's a huge achievement to do, mm-hmm. you know, a, a series as long running as Invincible, and that is probably the greatest achievement you know that he's ever done. But and then, he openly says that. Oh too. yeah, of course he openly says it, that's, and that's why I say that. I I feel like yeah. that's safe to say. But then being able to be like, yeah, I did Spider Man. I went in there, had my fun, got to draw some cool stuff, and then I bounced. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting to do that is so great. Go ahead, Bill. I just I think, and I think that says a lot about Invincible and like how great of a story and comic that is for an artist to be that inspired to stay with it for so long. And and for, and for, for you to have a dream for Ryan Otley to have a dream to, to work with Marvel and do the amazing Spider-Man. And after 20 issues be like, yeah, I want to do something else. Yeah. yeah. Like it took him 130 something issues to do that with invincible. Mm -hmm. And even then the story was kind of completed. I remember when this was announced, um, it was kind of surreal because we haven't really ever seen Otley do anything other than invincible. And, and I feel like we always thought like invincible was kind of this little niche, you know what I mean? Like this, like this, no one, this best kept secret Mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know, cause, um, it wasn't like for the masses and, um, seeing Otley 
like move on to Marvel and and a, a huge name like Spider-Man was kind of surreal. It was it was cool. I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel comic, really anything like that, like DC and stuff like that. I talk about it openly. Mm-hmm. Um, Ongoing like, there's too many, stuff. Yeah, there's too many threads and stuff. And when this was announced to be like a number one, I was really excited about it. I was like, oh, cool. Like, so I get Otley doing Spider-Man and it's like a number one. And then the first thing is like, this is a continuation of everything that happened. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Ah, but yeah. I mean, Otley's art was incredible. Incredible. It was so cool. Did you read it when it launched? I excitedly got the the free comic book day thing, mm-hmm. which was like, wasn't that like kind of like the sequids? Like there were these green things. Attacking I always thought that was too, but that was like actually that. issue one. Oh, was it? Yeah. What was the free comic? The free book comic day book one? day is just him running into um, like Boomerang, Electro, Rhino. And just kind of stopping, stopping them, and hmm. uh, and then it ends with Boomerang being his being his roommate. His okay. roommate, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I read honestly. I probably read like maybe the first five issues, maybe even less. Because mm-hmm. again, it's like I, I love Ryan Otley's art, but if it's you know with with something that I don't necessarily like to read, it's really difficult for me to to stick with it. But you know, yeah. TJ, what about you? When it originally came out, uh, I think I read the entire first, you know, trade paperbacks worth, um, maybe one or two issues after that. Um, but it had been so long, like I definitely had to reread it again for this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of got away from me. Uh, we can we can go into uh, more more about that. But um, yeah, I I, I I I was reading it more for Otley than I was. Um, for Spider-Man and I like when it comes to Marvel, Spider-Man has always been and probably always will be my favorite Marvel character. But like mm-hmm. Bill said, when it comes to Marvel comic books, I'm, I'm kind of turned off to th- their way of storytelling. Like there's there's some great stuff and there's mm-hmm. some mediocre stuff and there's some stuff that's geared toward this type of people, stuff that's geared toward that type of people. And I have always been more of a DC, you know, dark and broody Batman mm-hmm. type thing. Um, so I've, I've always loved the DC comics. Um, but yeah, but I read it for yeah. sure. I was really hoping was, for like an ultimate Spider-Man kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where that was like its own beginning yeah. story isolated, but go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, I was um, just with you, well, both of you. I mean, I, you know, of course, excitedly read read them when they came out. Um, stopped after the first, uh, his first run, because how this was handled was, obviously, like I said at the beginning, Ryan Outley did Free Comic Book Day and then one through five. And then he was off for six through ten. And I, I, I didn't pick those mm-hmm. up. I, you know, wasn't too interested in the art style. The story had kind of lost me. Um, and that's just kind of where I dropped off. Um, but I always appreciated seeing his his you know his posts about it, seeing new Spider-Man art every now and then, um, seeing you know new issues out there. Um, so yeah, I was excited to reread this this first trade, um, and I, I especially I'd almost say I love issue one. I think issue one is a ton of fun. It's oversized. Um, it is that whole alien invasion. We get to see Ryan Otley drawing all the different heroes in the Marvel universe. It's a cool Mysterio story. Um, you know, we get a lot of great moments with him and MJ. Um, and, you know, of course, it's the return of their relationship. But again, that's complicated because it deals with legacy stuff. Like, it's not, yeah, it's I was not like, a standalone. Well, they're not together? Yeah. No, I know. Um, 
And, uh, you know, and as the series went on, it became a little bit harder to follow if you weren't keeping up with not only the past uh, Spider-Man history, but also the ongoing other series that tie into it and so on. I will Um, say one thing that was kind of frustrating was that one reason why I think we were all so excited about this run of Spider-Man was because the legacy stuff, we didn't think that it was going to play a big role because this was Spider-Man issue one. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it was it it did it did play a role so that was kind of disappointing that we yeah. did have to kind of know somewhat of a background there yeah that's not, not to not to get off topic but I feel like that's like that's just what I mean once once like the new fifty two came out remember when that was like you know yeah. DC was like, okay, we're scrapping all this stuff and we're starting over we're slapping number ones on everything it was still. I mean, Scott Snyder even said he's like, I wanted to keep some of these story things. I wanted yeah. to, like that history to be there. So I just made yep. it whatever well, I wanted. Like they, I didn't restart it. So it's it's they, not they, fair they, for them to do that. Like, they try it's not, and stop yeah. doing it. They try and have their cake and eat it, too. They want to appeal mm-hmm. to the people that have that history, that have that knowledge and want this these characters and these and to feel like all those stories they read have meaning and value. Like because, mm-hmm. you know, they've spent so many years reading these stories. They should continue. But they also want to get new people like us to jump on board. Um, I guess the win winning situation would be to just tell a standalone story and do the legacy thing. I was kind of hoping this would be a standalone story when it was first announced, um, or at least a little bit more uh, standalone. But, you know, for what it was, it definitely had its moments that I enjoyed. It had some good comedic bits. I, I really did like the... Uh, first issue ending with him splitting into two parts. I thought that was a fun, you know, not gimmick, but fun little twist on the with great power comes great responsibility. What happens if he splits into two parts and then you've got one that is all power and one that is all responsibility. And it, it had some funny moments between the two of them, his two halves. Um, but really, the thing that shines is Ryan Outley's art. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's the thing that keeps me coming back and keeps me reading it. So, yeah, I I like you said, like some of the comedic bits, it had a lot of really good one-liners. Yeah. I liked it when he told uh, Black Cat, "Bye, Felicia." Bye, Felicia. And then he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh boy, I, I, really I just say that, that wasn't. I hope I, yeah. I hope that wasn't the last joke I get to tell yes, that she yeah, hears yeah. from me." Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. I thought the whole all the Mysterio stuff was so good. Yeah, I love really that like was it. my favorite part of 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 the whole thing was um, Mysterio's parts. Yep, I really like his Mysterio. Um, you know, there were a couple of invincible nods early on. Um, I know there's the one where, uh, the, the bad Spider-Man, you know, is doing all the branding and he has a Burger Mart and a Viltrum logo on him. Um, and then there's another point in which it shows the building that's crumbling, um, and the people running away from it, which was in issue. Shoot. It's when Nolan's telling his story about where he really comes from to Mark. And it's, uh, yeah, anyways. Is it 75? No, I don't know. Uh, no, no, super early. It's like 11 or. I think 10. it is 11. It might be 11. I think, I think it's 11. And then 12 is the actual, like, aftermath. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a there's a couple of fun references like that in there. Um, but, yeah, uh, I did, however, because I had heard such good things about the um, later issues of some of Ryan Otley stuff, specifically the Carnage fight. And actually, even before that, I did, I mean, we've we've been planning this episode for over a month now, which is why I know you. we all read this a while ago. And so, we're, you know, it's been a little bit since we read it now. Um, 
but I did kind of keep reading. Um, after finding which episodes he worked on, I had a, um, I at the time had a Marvel Unlimited subscription. I was like, oh, I've got all these issues. I can just kind of go through. And so I flipped through some of them. And there's some interesting stories, some J. Jonah stuff, some Craven stuff in there that's interesting. Um, you know, it's it's kind of surrounded. And, you know, it has the wrapper of the Marvel uh, uh uh, you know, legacy kind of tying it down at times, but there's some stuff that's really interesting. The, the carnage fight was awesome. It was really good. It's cutting between him. And again, you gotta, you gotta kind of just accept it. Norman Osborn, who was previously green goblin currently has the, uh, carnage symbiote on him. And he also thinks he's Cletus Cassidy. Um, and then there's all this other stuff that has to do with King and black and all, uh, all the other venom stuff going on. But anyways, he's fighting Norman as, carnage and it's a really cool fight scene i mean he's flashing back to all the the all of his friends that norman's killed you know you got gwen stacy you got flash thompson and all these people and um and he's just it's a really good emotional beatdown that he gives him um just pulling off the symbiote and there's blood and it's like it's like ryan otley getting to play with the tools and the toys that he likes most um and i dug that i thought that was a lot of fun um mm. so yeah overall it was good overall fun i was to say it's it's a fun read i enjoyed the the first volume um for what it's worth you know i i think um what was his name the villain that was introduced kindred cool looking villain i know i saw online who, who he is it's ridiculous and you would never understand it um so that's a disappointment but otherwise um the visuals Ryan Otley killed it. I love his Spider-Man. I think it looks really cool. I wish, you know, we could see yeah. more of his Spider-Man across other mediums, across other stories, and used in other promotional artwork or what, because his Spider-Man does kill it. I want a Marvel Snap variant for him. You know what I mean? Like, I want his his artwork in, in things, because I think he draws Spider-Man so well. Mm-hmm. I think overall it was great, but I feel like it was kind of geared toward a, a more, a slightly younger audience. Like, Oh, it has to be Bill. Like Riker is like what, like 12, 11 years old? Eleven. Around? Yeah, yeah. So I think he would love it. I, if you were to read it, I think he would like flip over. <laughs> I think he'd he'd really enjoy it. And you know, Ryan Otley was was on this, and Ryan Otley is known for blood and like craziness and carnage, and it's it's something crazy. And it wasn't really that. And we're like, oh well, it can't be that because it's Marvel and it's it's. But then he goes to Hulk. And it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's what the comic is geared toward. Oh yeah, of course. Hulk is more geared toward us, right? I, I feel like, and it was nuts and it was crazy. Um, and Spider-Man being like the main, you know, title card of, of, of the MCU or, or not the MCU, um, the Marvel comics universe. Um, I, I think it's more geared toward kids. So it was perfect for what it was. Um, just not necessarily geared to, to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill, your thoughts? Um, I'm, I'm, my closing statements are just what my opening statements were. Like, I just, I have a difficult time. Like, you know, if it were Kirkman, if it were Kirkman that wrote it, I I would have read the whole thing. You know what I mean? But I was interested in it because of Otley's art and I enjoyed what I saw, but I just couldn't get into all the, all the rigmarole of, of the, it's funny. You said not the, not the MCU, it would be the Marvel Comics universe, which is the, <laughs> not the Marvel, <laughs> but not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, we've yeah. got a couple uh, listeners who wrote in with their thoughts. First up is Christopher Wise, 
from the Invincible Podcast podcast. He says, hey, guys, so glad Mitch chose Spider-Man for this month. I'm a webhead first and foremost, so I was really excited to read Spider-Man again. When I read this, I had no idea who Otley was, but I remember loving the art. Oh, so this crazy. is interesting. He read That's, this before Invincible. This is an interesting perspective. Yeah. When I uh, remember loving the art. Now it makes sense why I fell in love with Invincible 2. Opening on an Otley homage to one moment in time was really perfect and tugged at all the heartstrings for me. It really shows how much Otley cares for this character. It's hilarious how MJ is just Eve with bangs. But I guess beautiful redheads are superhero true <laughs> are superheroes' true weaknesses. Uh, MJ is just... I'm sorry, the way Otley draws Kindred definitely stands out. And it was really cool to see him play with the, that character as the series went on. I feel like most people weren't a huge fan of Otley Spider-Man, but he was followed by Patrick Gleason, who is also a stellar Spider-Man artist. Um, I think his cover work is truly amazing though. Bold move, uh, putting word bubbles on the cover, but boy, did he pull it off. Issue 40 is a hilarious example of that. All in all, I enjoyed reading this again and can't wait to hear what you guys think. Love Chris. Did people really not like Ollie's Spider-Man? I don't know. I Was that a general consensus or I, like what? I wasn't really in the sphere to gauge that but i right i didn't think that was a thing um i know we've talked to at cons and stuff like that and he's talked about how great it was that i mean he got the marvel bump you know what i mean at conventions and everything like that like people sought him out way more than they did for invincible obviously like once you're a spider-man artist i mean you have that recognition you have that banner at your table you've got those people coming and yeah. once you got them they're probably sticking around for invincible or at least more likely to give it a shot so Hey, when, when. That was one, that was one of the coolest things Ali said is like his whole, you know, not the reason why he did it, but one of the things that he loves about it is that like he can go into the, he can go to that audience and then be like, hey, follow me back over mm -hmm. here. And like literally those are his words. And, and just again, it just shows testament to fucking invincible, man. Yeah. And like what it what it means to even the artists, the yeah. creators. Yeah. So story being what it is, I mean, he got to play with his favorite superhero, draw some cool action and fights and, 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 you know, swing it around and everything. And he gets to, you know, yeah. get his name out there more and build a bigger fan base because of it, which is awesome. So it is uh, overall, I think it's great. Um, mm -hmm. and that's an interesting, uh, perspective, Chris, you know, being someone that read this before invincible. Um, and you clearly, I mean, talking about back to base, was it back to basics? No, one moment in time. Um, and, you know, with him and MJ and everything like that and remembering that moment, I liked that callback. But again, I don't I'm not I don't have that history with the comics, so I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't really get that as well. So I yeah. know a lot of this is because we don't have that legacy history. But coming from somebody who would be picking this up as a number one, I think that's that's where we're coming at. I wonder what it was like for Chris to have read Otley as Spider-Man um, and seen his art as like the you know his most recent go, art and then go back to, go to his like early 11, 12 yeah art. his early yeah, invincible yeah. self and be like this well this is otley but it's not really otley and then to have it then go back to oh yeah like, and then like catch back up to it spider-man yeah that's interesting it's gonna be interesting uh bill you're up next yeah so this is the the continuation from owen si is it the continuation mm-hmm OK, uh, we've seen Ryan Otley over at Marvel now tackling both Spider-Man and Hulk. So which character from the big two, Marvel or DC? Oh, man. Would you like to see Otley provide art for that he hasn't yet? Thanks, Owen. P.S. Uh, when do the inevitable destroyer <laughs> when you do the inevitable destroyer episode, 
you should totally get Mitch to be on <laughs> since he kind of started the whole hashtag never destroyer campaign. And it only makes sense to have him be on the episode in a full circle kind of manner. No, he won't be on that episode. <laughs> absolutely. Like, no, absolutely. He does no. not get. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't get the benefit. Oh, my God. Fucking Batman, dude. Fucking Batman. Could you uh, oddly do it or Batman Beyond? OK, That's maybe more Batman Beyond than Batman. Is, but. Yeah. Oh, he would crush Batman like a like a rated R Batman. Oh, oh my God, my he gosh. would kill yeah. it. Oh, could you shit. imagine him like or Batman Beyond? I'll like, take whatever. I'll like take. a rated like a rated R fucking Joker scene where like or or oh my God, Clayface. Like, oh my God, he he yeah. would just he would crush it. That hmm. would be sick. Could you imagine if you went to DC for something like a small just, arc like that? Yeah, I think we're just going with our favorite stuff because I'm thinking like I just want to see uh, X Men. X Men. I think yeah. I, him doing a squad like that would be really cool, and, and you know, getting to see him do all those powers. Um, other than that, I don't know. One of the first things I thought of, just because I've always liked the character design, I know he's coming back for another uh, uh, story written by Stephanie Phillips, who we know. Oh, um, Cosmic oh Ghost who did Rider. Um, Harley Quinn? Yeah, she did Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's, she's doing, writing. She's doing Cosmic Ghost, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Wow. Which That's is another awesome. I, character I love the design for and everything. So I think I think Otley would be able to pull that off in a, in a cool way too. But it'd be cool because one another one of my favorite artists, uh, Dylan Burnett, started Cosmic Ghost Rider. So it'd be cool if if Otley got on that too. And it's yeah. like two of our biggest uh, our biggest, you know, mm. our favorite favorite artists. Not yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yep. So that's 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 who we think. And TJ, can you give us the other part of uh, Matthew Novak's email? Sure, I I sure can, Ryan. Gee, thanks. Uh, he says my favorite part of Otley's Spider-Man run is his cover to Spider-Man or to Amazing Spider-Man number one. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most quintessential Spider-Man images. Every character is drawn perfectly, and the colors pop very well. And it was a it was a double-sided, like, you know, yeah. front and back. This is the one that recently we saw was a puzzle, a puzzle. Yeah. out there cool. over in Target. Which is not the first one? That's what he said. He said it was again. Yeah. So I wonder what the first image was. Uh, it was a second one because I feel like an, a year ago, Otley posted that it was a puzzle. Interesting. I can't yeah, remember I what the image was, though. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But yeah, if I ever see one, I'd, I'd, I'd get my hands on that, having an Otley puzzle. That'd be cool. Yeah. And I, I do love that image because, I mean, th- that issue one, I think, is amazing. And it is cool seeing all the characters on there. Yeah, it's pretty great. So yeah, well, that, that does it for our main episode. Um, the bulk of our episode here on, uh, for this podcast. Give you guys a couple minutes if you guys would like to talk about any other stuff that you want to share that you've been reading, watching, playing, anything like that. Before uh, anyone speaks. Uh, okay. Before anyone speaks. I got to get this out there and say, yes, we can talk for two, three, four hours about God of War. But just to get it out of the way... What are your overall thoughts? No spoilers. Just quick, quick topics, quick thoughts. The first game after beating it became my favorite game of all time. I'm enjoying the second one very much. I am still early in. You know, I I have not beat it. I'm not I can't say I'm early in. I'm probably three quarters of the way in, Um, but I am enjoying it very much. It definitely has a different pacing than the first one and in really interesting ways. And that's something that I feel like I'm not struggling with, but bumping up against in a, in a, in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see how it all comes to fruition and whether or not in hindsight, I like that more or less than the first game overall loving it. 
The first game um, felt like more of a traditional video game. Um, I, I, I mean, in the sense that it was like, Ryan, to your point, like the pacing, it was just quick. It's very like, linear. Fun, linear, um, action, action, action. You know what I and mean? And this one is too, but um, there's some Ragnarok, Ragnarok is is an experience where like you could tell the developers were just like there are so many moments where they take the time there there could be like a, a two minute like scene where it's just characters just kind of like looking down like and just emoting and they're just feeling like it's what you would watch in during like uh, the king speech like a, like an oscar winning movie like they're not afraid to take the time to show these scenes and these characters change and evolve i don't know if i like it more than the first game but i think that the the emotion in this game and the evolution of the characters is just yeah. something yeah. to behold it's just guys it's something to behold it's just it's they did such an immaculate the job world they created man um the characters, I, the characters they wrote i, just, I think I, overall i, I i'm i'm you know i oh, enjoyed I it. it i beat it sorry i did too i also beat it um i thought it was great i thought it was uh you know it's it's a there are just like any game, literally any game. There's things that I uh, love about it. There's things that I didn't care about it. But um, overall, it's such a solid game. And one thing I will say is that this game does relationships better than I than I've seen in mo in maybe better than I've seen in any other game. Like not just the character core relationships and why they. Not just not just the core relationships of like the the two main characters or like, but like friendships or like enemy relationships, like how they do certain things and the conversations that that characters have, like like Atreus having a conversation with another character. I won't say who it is, but he's not even like a main main character. And just every time they talk, it's just such it's such good dialogue. It's mm -hmm. so good. And how the character growth is is so key to this game. And it's what makes it's what make, made the game for me is is the is how yeah. characters grow yeah. and evolve and, and move on They're there i mean it's such a fun game too like the the um the game t uh, going into cinematics and then going back in the game is flawless um yeah it's it's great i don't i understand the argument of is it better than the first game or not i get it because which i don't I, think it is necessary i'm just just yeah uh, for context not, that's not. all but I, I don't i don't know if i could choose uh, you know, and i and i like and that that's fine. i like that i'm yeah. not able to choose i think yeah. I think that it that it felt a lot like how The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two felt. Like yeah. The Last of Us was fucking no, perfect it. and it was amazing and the pacing was great. And then the second game, the developers were like, you know what? We have this message that we want to say yep. and, and this story and, we want to tell, and, this, and we don't really. And this is care. not going to be a conventional storytelling. Yeah, it's exa like, it's exactly the same. It's it's kind of almost right. exactly the you're same. Right. And um, ironically, I think I liked it more in last of us two but again i haven't finished god of war uh yet but last of us I two last i did not want two. that game and then Same. it happened and i was absolutely blown away mm -hmm. i think the, la the last wrong. of us and last of us two were, were slightly different and this is just my opinion and again we don't have to go and like rank them because it doesn't matter mm -hmm. but the storytelling of part two was anything unlike anything that I've ever seen. Yeah. So like the last of us two was like, for me, leaps and bounds better than the first one storytelling wise. And I never could have thought that that was even possible, but yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, last thing about so, God of war. So <laughs> the first, the first game I cried one time and it was in the beginning. 
Um, spoiler alert: It's during the the pyre scene, like the the, 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 the first, intro of the, the game. The, two, yeah, the first two the, minutes of the game. The intro of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was like, holy shit! This yeah. this is going to be something special. And uh, God Bear of McCreary. War Ragnarok, I cried uh, four times. Like got teary eyed and, yeah. and like had to like do this. And, and it's just, man, it, the, the the payoffs. Yes, the pacing is different, but the payoffs for those moments are just like you're like, all right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I get it. All right. So by the end of it, Ryan, you'll be like, OK, I think I feel differently about this. OK, game. we'll see. We'll talk more off air. All right. uh, anything else? Moving on. Uh, I started watching, even though I have had no interest in it at all. She-Hulk, uh, I, I have the last episode to go. Oh, cool. um, it's OK. I'm excited good. to see what you think of the last episode. Isn't Daredevil I, awesome? How awesome actually, are those I'm Daredevil sorry. episodes? I'm sorry. I am halfway through the second to last episode. But so far, Daredevil is, is amazing. Okay. But I'm in the Daredevil episode right now. How do you, um, you stop halfway? Because I had to join know, this recording. That's why. <laughs> you were watching it today. Yes. Okay. That's a great episode, TJ. I'm excited for you to watch the rest of that. Um, What else? There was, there was Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, the holiday. So yeah, did you, guys, did you guys watch that? I, I haven't watched, we watched it, it. Um, it was it was Liz, a ton of fun. Yeah, Liz cried at the end of it. It dude, it hits you. It comes out of nowhere too. Dude, like, anytime that Yondu is like a part of it, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, like it's 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 very Mantis very good. Stole it, it. Pom. She's she's incredible, and like she stole the show. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. It, it wasn't as like don't you know don't think it's like some oh. cosmic thing. It's like you know it's it's it's, it's a fun. holiday special, and yeah. it's great. It's great. The end of it. The end of it made it. It yeah. was it was really good. Um, we started watching Wednesday. Oh yeah. Have you have you guys have you watched oh. it at all, TJ? No, um, that's literally on my list of all, Andor. all of the I things need I need to, to watch. watch. Andor. So when I was watching Wednesday, I didn't think that I would like. Th- um, oh, I forget her name. The actress's name. What is it? Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega. Liz down there. She knows all the freaking characters I, I don't know but i didn't think but she is killing it as wednesday and literally guys it is a rated r harry potter all right all right you sold it's, me Shoot. it's hogwarts but it's i'm kind more, of bummed that like, this didn't come out like late september Halloween. or mid-october like i thought that was weird too that it didn't like i'm not really weird. in the mood for this right now but I almost want to wait till next uh, and, uh, next fall <laughs> and wednesday like as the main character like yeah. if you don't like her you wouldn't like the show, but she just anytime. No, anytime she's I've screen, seen it, she looks great. I'm, oh, I'm she excited. kills it. She kills it. TJ, what were we going to say? You guys saw Black Panther. Oh, yeah, we saw Wakanda forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I liked what mm-hmm. they did with uh, the character in the absence of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, um, I, it, you know, it I being, thought it was good. It, it being good. a movie and a story about grief and how that affects people in different ways and like the messages behind the uh, behind the movie and all that kind of stuff was just just what they were able to pull off with all the things they had to you know battle going into the making of this movie and the message they were still being able to tell yeah there's some you know superhero-y tropey type issues there's some you know cg here and there and some things like yeah but like the big picture of what they pulled off was amazing. And I mean, I, I think it's, you know, you know, up there was, you know, probably the, the other Black Panther. If you, you'd probably like it around the same, you know, yeah. spot. What's funny is like if, if, if we were ranking, me and Ryan were ranking it, Ryan, you said that you liked it a little bit less than the first one. I liked it a little bit more than the first one. Yeah. But it's, so I think but you're going to be right, it's around, right there. around there. Exactly. There. There. So, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't yeah. seen it. I, I just, I haven't, I'm really losing it guys. I'm, um, I'm, um, feeling kind of marbled out 
mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and maybe even superheroed out like I, like we saw Black Black Adam. And that was did you guys see that yet? No, no, no. you saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me and Liz went to go. We were in um, how I feel about Corning it too. and we went to go see it. Mm-hmm. There, there were well, parts right. of it that were pretty good. But otherwise, it was just it didn't it didn't it had no story like it was yeah. just I don't even know why The Rock was like, this is going to reinvent the DC mm-hmm. universe. And it Marketing. Like, didn't. You could have made it like a TV show episode. Like it literally was nothing. So, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Really... Things like Bill, I know you watched a couple of these, but like I still need to do and watch uh, a Christmas story. Christmas mm-hmm. spirited. Awesome movie. Awesome uh, movie. <laughs> uh, I still need to watch Andor, um, the Guardians of the Glow or see Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Like we talked about, I still need to watch Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all also, good things. Bill, man. Like it's it's, the, the, it's a good time for shows. Things. Yeah, the Santa Claus still need to watch that. Like you and I, Katie and I watched the first three. You're not gonna watch it, Bill? No, I, we watched the first. I think three oh, episodes. Don't, don't and it do didn't that. really TJ, do TJ, anything I mean, for me. Let me put it in perspective for you, TJ. Do you like the second and third movie? No, but normally when they wait years, you won't. And then they, let you won't. Well, like TJ, bring, but TJ, let me put it this way: things back. It's, it's. I thought the first three episodes of the show. Thank God they're only thirty minute episodes. I thought they were better than the second and third movie, but they're not far from the second and third movie. They're better. I have this thing. I have this thing where I could be really excited for something. And if someone tells me that it's not good, I just don't. I just don't. (laughs) No, watch (laughs) it. Watch it. I think it's worth watching, especially. I mean, you're never going to watch it except for this time of year. Watch it. Yeah. You'll watch Andor. You'll watch Andor later. Watch it. They're short episodes. Watch, um, Spirited, though, you, Spirited need you need to, to watch. You need to fucking watch. The, I cannot. Out of the list, uh, a Christmas story. Christmas is number one, but I got. I got it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until we get close. I a Christmas story. A Christmas story is probably in my top five favorite movies in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I love that movie. So I, I want to wait until closer to Christmas to watch that. Spirited is next on the list, like uh, of things yeah. I'm excited Spirited's for. I'll good, watch it soon. So good, I'll watch it soon. Good one to watch soon. Yeah, it looks awesome. So, so yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening to this episode or watching this episode. Um, be sure to let us know what you think of uh, Spider-Man's uh, or Ryan Otley's Spider-Man run. And um, man, excited for next year. This is it for 2022. We're going to be doing our looking back at 2022 episode next month, just because that is tradition. Um, we'll be talking about that as well as Hopefully got some more stuff in the works. We've got our um, uh, Adam Even robot unboxing video coming out soon. We'll be hopefully doing some other videos we have planned. Um, and yeah, man, Invincible turns 20 in January next month. And uh, it's going to be a, a really fun 2023. So I can't wait for all of you to join us on this fun ride. It's going to be a lot. So next year is going to be busy. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be good. Which is, which is fair because we had, we've had quite the break. We had so. quite the break. So here we yeah. are, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of putting a pin in 2022 and we're going to hit the ground running in 2023 in, in, in a Quick. few ways. Quick sprinting. That's right. So yeah. have a great holiday season, everybody. I hope you all enjoy it and uh, we'll see you around next time. Bye. Until 2023. Bye. Did Later. you just throw up a peace sign, TJ? Peace out, homie. We out. We out.